of my dallying further about. So, here we go. That's the right one. <laughs> uh. That's right. It's greasy conversation spelled the correct way. And you're here. We've got dank news. We're going to react to it. That's how we yeah. get this thing done. That's how we do. We've got two weeks of news. Our guest moved away. So it's just going to be an intimate situation with you and I in the submarine of news. Dank submarine. <laughs> yeah. There's like echo in the sub that time. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm feeling it. It's a joyous you day. You got all your echo out? I got my echoes out, out early. Yeah. All right. So where to start? So there's been a lot of... Uh, I mean, controversy pulling down these, uh, you know, statues and all this shit. Yeah, like totally. whatever. So Which they should just be moved to a museum before people get like. Yeah, they like, shouldn't be up where kids can like worship people that just because they have a statue, right? Without knowing the backstory, a museum you can contextualize. So it. there was a petition to replace a Robert E. Lee statue with Odorous Arungus. I love this. Who, if you're not familiar, was uh, Gore's frontman. So who did pass away a few years ago. He wasn't like five or six years ago. Did you have to read some of the, uh, the copy on this one is so good. Uh, Robert E. Lee is a failed war general that supported a racist cause. The petition reads for too long. The city of Richmond has been displaying statues of him and other loser civil war veterans. We, the scum dogs of the universe, Call on the city of Richmond to erect a statue of great local leader, Odorus Arungus, in its place. While Odorus comes from the planet Scumdagia, he called Richmond his home, working with the local art community and employing local artists and ladies of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I mean... Yeah, he did went, economy. Yeah, and I went through my gore phase. Like, I'm not super into that type of music, but gore is just different, man. You can just always enjoy some gore. Yeah, I, I can't even name a gore sound, but, like, I love what all this stands for. Like, there was, a, there was another person that was going to get, uh, like, what, this was probably an Onion article, but was getting recommended for a replacement statue that was so great. Also, I'm trying to, oh, it was, like, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that would yeah. be so great. But <laughs> if you, like, scroll down on this uh, article, you can see the... The mock-up someone did of the statue is just a odorous on a horse nice. in like full costume. It's pretty rad. So I say I, go for it. I accidentally scrolled into a different article. Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. There we go. <laughs> awesome, man. I mean, that would be so much better. Oh man, yeah. But I think they would have to get because I'm pretty sure like War would go on stage with giant, fake alien dongs like hanging down, <laughs> and they would just whip them all over the place. So. That's they awesome. need to get some of that in there. But I'm all for it. Uh, I don't know if the petition's still going, but check it out. <laughs> Go listen to some gore. It'll make your weekend better. It'll make your life better. I'll, and, uh, I'll have to investigate it just for that alone. Yeah, like they have some good songs, man. seen it. I haven't really heard it much. All right. I think their whole shtick was that they were like alien warlords who came to Earth to conquer it. But then they just found like weed and booze and just started a heavy metal band or something nice. and just like stoner rock or whatever <laughs> yeah awesome. fucking war man proper all right 
Some Florida news and this. I mean, I think we can all. Is it Florida hour already? I'm going to hype it. Hype yeah, moment. I had to start. Florida hour. I had to start with something because this is a good one. I think we can all relate. We've probably all been in similar situations. All right. So a Florida couple was trapped in an unlocked closet for two days. What? So this, uh, this couple finally called 911 after two days. <laughs> A, a one John Arwood and Amber Campbell. And they didn't realize until the police arrived that they could have just opened the door. And this was at Daytona State College. They could have just opened the door and walked out anytime. Oh, man. And it says the pair were found inside the closet along with feces <laughs> and copper scouring pads often used to smoke crack. Oh. No drugs were found, but they will still face several charges. <laughs> So isn't I mean, it just the charge of like wasting the rescue people's time? I'm sure that maybe like some uh maybe some like trespassing, I don't know. Oh, they it said wasn't they were, even their house that they were in no, the it was, No, it was no, it was at a state college, Daytona State College. And they said they were chased into a janitor's closet. <laughs> By who? I would like to know like who's just going to chase random people at, at a state college like not only that, but I didn't think that ever worked. Like, where you try to duck around a corner and then jump in a janitor's closet. Like, yeah. it's some sitcom. Like, how does that... Yeah, no. You'd, you'd, you'd go around the corner of the chaser, and then you'd check closets. Right. I would think. Yeah. Man, they just scooby-dooed it real good. I guess so. <laughs> I, I think they just uh, wanted in there to have a little little crack spoke of time. And, well, yeah, uh, we were chased in here by the, by the dragon. We are now we're chasing the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, like, what, what closet could you get locked into that you can't open from the inside? <laughs> like, ever, anywhere. It's, Why it's, would a closet exist like that? Especially, like, a janitor's closet. I can only imagine that they uh, wanted to stay in there and do all the drugs and then, like, not... And they're like, oh, we were locked in here. That's why we're in there that long. Like, oh, they got, like a late They story. got like so paranoid yeah. that people were like constantly outside the door. They just kept hearing people outside the door. They knew they couldn't make a break for it. Yeah. I think it's a story they said later they were locked. They thought they were locked in there. Man. And then like, so you're brilliant. Man. I wonder how <laughs> long they like hashed it out though. <laughs> Two days to hash out this plan of like calling 911 and just saying they were locked in the closet. And... They had a cell phone, apparently, in the closet to call 911. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they just forgot why they were in the closet. And they're like, right. oh, we must have gotten locked in here. They're like, oh, shit, is this, is this an R. Kelly video? <laughs> we're trapped uh, in, that, in that R. Kelly reality where, like, everyone, <laughs> everyone on the same street is trapped in the closet. There's just infinite closets for people to get trapped into, and we're in one of them. Inside each closet, a smaller closet. <laughs> Uh, it's just closets all the way down. Right. And then for people just listening, this chick has a, a dollar sign tattooed like on her neck. Yeah. Right on the, on the front throat of part. her neck. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that should just tell you all you need to know. And the, the guy has the smallest goatee. Like, it's like the size <laughs> of my pinky nail. But it's like hella there. Yeah. Just right. Like he's ashamed of just that under lip dimple. That's oh, crazy. Like a penny could cover that goatee, but it's prominent. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a move. True. I didn't notice that. That's 
it's like an extra piece of eyebrow. It's like what was taken in between his eyebrows and just moved down there. It just. It's not as it wide down. as the eyebrow gap, though. But I just, you know, when you play like make a, a me on your Nintendo Wii. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I can move the, the, uh, what do you call a face mole, like over and then make a little soul patch. <laughs> Oh like yeah, Did, wasn't around? it like the the scale where you like slide, had a slider? Yeah. To like slide it around the face. Totally, yeah, you can that. make horns out of eyebrows and stuff like that. Yeah, classic man. Good times. All right, and then I found this article because it would have been more pertinent like last two weeks ago. But this dude said that we were, or that the uh, 2012 the Mayan prophecy was actually misinterpreted because we used the Gregorian calendar and it should have used the Julian calendar, which oh. we switched off of a couple hundred years ago. And because the Gregorian, the way the Gregorian calendar works, it loses days compared to the Julian calendar. So that 2012 should actually be this week, which was last week. Oh, so we or maybe this week. I don't know. Maybe so it's tomorrow. What if the Mayan epidemic was Corona? And it was right on schedule. Yeah, it started. It already started. Shit, okay. Man. Well, I mean, what if we've got way better tech than they would have seen? They would have just seen like, oh, all their, the like, this cycle occurs of this disease that beats us up, but like we're stronger in the future. You know, I think we have like, I think stuff that kills minds were like, not gonna kill us as bad. Like, this is what wiped them out. COVID-1. Yeah. It's 19 <laughs> COVIDs later. <laughs> OG Cove. Right. So, I, man, I, I feel like we do really need a new, like, doomsday threat that, like, everyone gets in on, where it, like, permeates pop culture. Yeah, I thought we just, I thought we had one. I, well, I guess it wasn't that doomsday-ish enough. No, Not like, <laughs> Y2K... And then the Mayan 20... Like, we need one they make a movie out of, you know? Multiple movies out of. You think there aren't going to be multiple movies of COVID? <laughs> well, I mean, there's already been, like, uh, pandemic movies. Oh, true, true. And, like, I always thought in those movies or any movie where there's a catastrophe and, like, the government act acts terribly and then all the people in government are just, like, really stupid about it. Like, you always thought that would never happen or that the general <laughs> populace... And it's like, okay, okay, all right, you're right, yeah. That's not a ridiculous premise for a movie. <laughs> totally accurate. Yeah. Fuck, man. It's, it's hard to, uh, to stay caring on close to the same level. Although I sanitized the crap out of everything before the show anyway. Yeah, totally. And it's... Slathered it. Yeah, it is kind of weird how it just, uh, you know. Yeah. It's just one of those shrug things now. I feel really bad for black people to have to try to, um, like, work on reform that they deserve in the midst of this disease thing, too. Right. It's like bad timing again. I especially feel bad when I hear uh, a black person bringing up the fact that they would have reformed all this on their own long ago if they could do it alone. But they're not a majority in this country. So it's, like, really going to take hella white people help. Or, like, the fact that, I mean, the reason a lot of these protests are happening is because so many people, like, are out of work yeah. because of the pandemic. You know, so like, maybe it's, it's helping them. 
as more people are able to stand up for this and yeah. join in. And most of the, like, from what I've seen, they're all, a lot of majority are wearing, like, face masks and being safe mm -hmm. when they can. Yeah, so. I, I really um, think that most of the violent people are false flags just trying to ruin, discredit the movement. Yeah, totally. I think it's pretty obvious. And it's also, uh, like, not to get into, like, a whole political lane of the stuff everyone else is talking about, because we're not, but... Um, well, it's, it's perfect, because my point, I forgot it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. All right. What else? What else do we got? Uh, speaking of false flags, you have this up here, and I didn't delve into this. But you just have a note about the 5G controversy as a false flag to give networks an excuse to advertise 5G. Yes. <laughs> I put this together. Get this. All right. Okay. This conspiracy is, like, so obviously true. Prepare yourself. So, um, I think that for every one person genuinely concerned about 5G, because they can't be bothered to, like, spend a couple hours learning about radio frequency radiation, and, like, uh, or, or wrap their head around scale, because, like, sunlight, for example, a little bit's okay, a lot of it kills you. You can see sunlight reflected off a surface, but you can't look directly at the sun. Just a huge scale of intensity levels. Same thing with 5G. If you're going to go up and hug the antenna, it's not a good time. But it degrades rapidly at that frequency. And that's why they need to make so many more towers. And um, when you're making more towers, it's a lot bigger burden on your community and it's a great cost. And it's the same thing that we went through with digital cell phones. Uh, it had to be more numerous, smaller antennas tucked away in the city. Uh, and this, this was like in the 90s so uh looking back at that they i believe realized that if they get um some crazy wackos all up in arms against 5g and talking about it be controversial for all talking about like is 5g dangerous it's a perfect time for experts to step in and be like no it's not this is the deal and then the cell phone companies can be like look at what the experts said so let me put an antenna here yeah. And, and so it's like goodwill in advance and the travels better because of the fake news of people flipping out about 5G, which probably is also real news too. People are flipping out about every radio frequency thing. That's right. What? <laughs> so like how deep does this go? Or like these people like paid off by the companies to like start this controversy and like tear down a few towers to like make it look legit. And like all these, are, they're just totally astroturf movements. I don't know. This isn't a theory I have a lot of evidence of. Besides, it just feels that way. All right. Yeah, it hella feels that way. Right. It'd be just like a great move. They would probably say, "No, we've been spending a lot of marketing to talk to you about 5G being fast and beneficial." Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> like people just thinking it might be dangerous are going to make them not want it if their phone's already fast enough. Right? And, like, why, <laughs> why the difference between, like, we've been using 4G forever. Like, why, what's the difference? What, what makes 5G so dangerous? Yeah. You know, and, and like, like, it is higher frequency. The RF situation is different. But at its frequency, it also doesn't travel as far. So, like, the strength of it, you lose it dramatically just within a block or two. Yeah. So, it's like, how dangerous is that if it doesn't even, like, your phone can't even feel it. Your phone can feel GPS signals from space. So it's like, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> right. Not like there's just massive 
yeah. invisible frequencies. It would hurt you at like microwave strength and like Wi-Fi is around the same frequency as microwave, if not exactly like your oven, but it's just not, your router's no oven. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and the concentration is another thing. Uh, in a microwave, it's focused in a beam, whereas the antenna is semi-directional, but still it's not like beamed right at you. And that's dramatically different. You focus light in a beam and you have a, a laser and you can pop balloons and stuff with a couple double A's, but like a flashlight's not going to pop any balloons. Yeah. Well, it always trips. Well, like any technology like that usually has a certain amount of like scaremongering. Like if you go back to when microwaves were first made like mainstream, there's a lot of ads that show microwaves being dangerous. Like there's a family eating and they're pulling like food out of the microwave and they're all like mutated, you know, and have like <laughs> extra eyes and, you know, large floppy arms and shit like that. So there's always just like a portion of a population that's going to be like scared of new technology anyway. For sure. So just how it goes. I guess we just got to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> got to just get all the G's. And then I'm holding out for 6G. I'm skipping right over 5. <laughs> I'm going to wait till. It's just a robot that follows you around with a hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> Can it be like a backpack robot? It's a, yeah, it's a drone. It's all loud and shit. Hella <laughs> clunky. People's papers are blowing off their desks. So like, get your 6G out of here. Like, if we get to the point where we could have, like, really high-quality robots, like in uh, iRobot, let's uh -huh. say. You know, there's going to be people that just want, like, retro, like, clunky-ass robots. Yeah. <laughs> I love retrofuturism and the idea of like, uh, what if this technology existed in this past? And yeah. Steampunk's a perfect example of that. I also really like cyberpunk aesthetic and Outrun. Uh, if you look up hashtag Outrun, like the old video game, such cool graphics and feels. It's kind of along the same line as Vaporwave, but a different flavor that still takes you back, feels nostalgic. And the idea that you have, like, this gadget that, like, oh, this could have been a thing in the 80s if they thought of this. Like, that keyboard on Instagram, the Music Star keyboard, uh, woz.lol, it's, like, this 90s keyboard, but I put a bunch, like, Bluetooth and, like, modern stuff in it. A hand gesture sensor. So nice. I love that aesthetic of, like, oh, this is retro. Retrofuturism also is another term for this deal. Or, like, those the, feels. Or the type of technology, like in the 80s the stuff they used to draw that we'd have like today yeah you know that like have flying cars like jetsons type shit and the flying yeah. cars are all rectangular -y and yeah. they have phones and the phones like do smartphone stuff but it's like like extra rectangles on it and stuff yeah everything's just blocky <laughs> that would be sick and cubist, yeah. re cubist reality what tech from today do you think people will still be uh will like retro back to with like future things like fake wheels on their flying cars or something like that yeah if there were hover cars there'd definitely be like fake wheels or like holographic wheels <laughs> if the, like the cars were like uh like a sand speeder in, in star star wars only hovered a couple feet off the ground you'd have like holographic wheels <laughs> nice. uh, i'm sure you'd get some like low rider aesthetics maybe i don't know what else man shit yeah holler in the chat hey we got uh we got smacked from afar by Ange Kerfoot. Shout out to Jordan and Kay Caruso. We do definitely need to get smacked more. <laughs> Damn, Pandy. 
All right. Pandy Lauren or Smack. I did. So there was uh, apparently this wealthy dude buried a treasure in the Rocky Mountains about a decade ago. Oh, this is a crazy story. This guy, his name is Forrest Fenn. He's 89 year old, 89 years old now, art and antiquities collector. So he created a treasure hunt a decade ago and like put clues in this poem. I don't know if he had like other clues, um, but that it would lead them to this exact spot. And finally someone found it. Yeah. Over, a after a ago. decade of, of so many people hunting for this thing. Yeah. So pretty dope. Someone, the guy sent him a uh, photo to verify that it was indeed his buried treasure. As so. many as 350,000 people from all over the world went hunting for the treasure. Some quit their jobs to fully dedicate their lives to the hunt, and some even died. Damn. <laughs> the treasure is estimated to be worth a million dollars. And the person that found it, anonymous. Yeah, they, totally. Yeah, they're hiding I mean, I'd out. I'd want to be anonymous, too. Because <laughs> then people you don't even know just like, hey, remember me, man? Yeah. How you doing? How you been, though? How have you been, though? <laughs> That's intense. Oh, man. So there's people talking about it back in 2015. It's crazy. So he might, he might do it again. He might uh, poem for another hunt. Yeah, and his, uh, he stated his goal with this was to get people just excited to go explore nature and not off to explore territory it, in the wilderness. I love that idea, like the fact that there's like cigarette boats full of money and cocaine on the bottom of the water by Florida that you could like have all kinds of, I guess the paper would probably be wrecked, never mind. But there's like older stuff that's uh, been buried by mobsters and things like that. Wonder that's yeah. There's probably a ton of cocaine down there, right? Yeah, it's probably all wrecked. It's probably all up in the sharks. They're all fevering. Jonesy Those sharks. sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Some like raged out shark <laughs> swimming around fucking shit up, man. So I knew this guy named Wilbur uh, off of Route 66 in Victorville. The old route has this place called the Bottle Tree Farm, and uh, he's just this old fella that would go. Um, out in the jeep he was saying he's been doing it for, for decades before i was even born in just the midst of the desert out there and just finding old gold miner stuff uh chunks of metal stuff that they lived by and and just going out there <laughs> he's talking all nostalgically about how you could just get drunk and just drive your jeep over the trails and couldn't hit nobody that, I mean, that does sound like a good time. Sounds like off-roading with a couple beers is, is a good time. It's for sure. You need a spotter. You need like a designated other truck to rescue you. Just in case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have like the untippable Jeep. Yeah. Or you'd, you'd find a way to get it stuck. <laughs> drinking yeah, milk. totally. Or roll it. Yeah. But one you could live in would be nice too. Off-roading house. There was a, this was a story I heard on NPR a while back. But this woman, I think she was, like, from Japan. She traveled to Fargo because um, she thought there was, like, money buried out there based on the movie. Oh. And so she was in, like, a real bad spot in her personal life and just not doing well. So she, like, borrowed some money from, like, a family member or something and then just, like, disappeared off the face of the earth. And they tracked her down, and she, like, 
went to search for the uh, the money that's supposedly buried out there based on a fictional movie, and she just like died out there, man. Oh, like gnarly. searching for the treasure, and like that's not the first time though. There have been a few people that have tried to find fictional treasure. Man, so. uh, speaking of people dying for a, a landmark uh, thing, there is the uh, bus from the movie Into the Wild, soundtrack by Eddie Vedder. Uh, do you remember that story? The guy goes into the Yukon, I think it is, into Alaska, and like holes up in this bus for a hundred and something days and like dies out there and the book was written about him and the movie and stuff and a bunch of people have died going to visit the bus so they airlifted the bus out of there wow. and put it in the museum that's not yeah i mean if one guy doesn't make it i mean it's probably like a bad place to go yeah <laughs> man damn all right, should we do our first round of uh, Bill Bobs? Oh, man, we did it. Oh, you guys, a fourth of the show is over already. Whew, Thank boy. fucking God. You, sometimes your head's not in the right place and things feel tough and you're like feeling anhedonic after things have been fun and withdrawal-y and you're like not sure uh, anything's great or you want to do anything you ever used to love. And you just do it anyway, and it's fucking great. And then a fourth of it's over all, all of a sudden, and fun times are having fun. So I hope you all feel me like in an inspired way somehow, because you all inspire me by swinging by. Thank you. Hi, I'm always on the go, and I need the one thing to help me keep moving. Zip this. That's right. It's an all-natural energy mix that comes in a tube. I can keep one in my pocket or my purse. So many great flavors, such as fruit punch, grape, orange soda, plus no hard crash because there is no sugar, but it is loaded with B12. It's high on electrolytes. I just love it. Zipfizz.com If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, Medicaid, or have private insurance, you may qualify for a new continuous glucose monitor. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM can automatically and easily help you manage your diabetes more effectively. And by using a CGM, you can eliminate the one thing most people with diabetes dislike the most, finger sticks. Now you can automatically manage your diabetes and end the painful finger sticks. Solara Medical Supplies makes it simple for you to have a new CGM. We'll do all the insurance paperwork for you and deliver the newest in diabetic care technology right to your door. Take charge of your diabetes today with the help of a new continuous glucose monitor. Call now to learn more. 800-571-1651-800-571-1651-800-571-1651-800-571-1651. Finger sticks. Hey ladies, when it's not raining men, it's always raining tacos at Juan's, Flaming Fajitas, and Cantina during their daily happy hour from 3 to 7. Things get a little too hot from their authentic Flaming Fajitas. You can visit their outdoor dining area and cool down with Juan or Dos Corona Ritas. If you're feeling spicy, be sure to order one of my personal favorites, their fresh tableside guacamole, which goes perfectly with their homemade chips and salsa for one or two. Visit Juan's Flamin' Fajitas and Cantina on Facebook or in the real world at 9640 West Tropicana. Proud supporter of the Rock and Comedy Show for two years and counting. 
Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. And welcome back. You're listening to the Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. Spelled the regular way, <laughs> just like you'd expect. Just like you like it to be spelled. Yeah. All right. Where are we doing it? We're doing it. Ah, my headphones, cables. Ah, it feels so good. You know, I just, I thought I was deaf. I was like, oh no, I'm losing my hearing. (laughs) Oh no, it's gone all of a sudden. All suddenly. (laughs) Oh, I just had to plug in my thing. Did someone put a spell on (laughs) it? Oh no, I'm dying. It's totally witchcraft when like you just suddenly lose (laughs) lose hearing. I know. Turns out I'm fine. I'm just panicking. So I ran into this. Uh, study and it seems like my personal and maybe your personal experience differs but they were testing uh, how the different potency in weed affects people and it turns out that it seems like it doesn't that much so maybe it's like a just personal like psychology so wait uh, the way this says it basically um doing stronger weed doesn't necessarily get you higher if you're already a hardcore smoker. So the idea that you build up a tolerance and then you have to buy stronger weed to get the same amount of high. Um, excuse me. Um, that's apparently a myth. You can be a seasoned stoner like myself, to be honest. And I get like 20%, 19% stuff and I just get by, but I don't usually say I don't get blasted that much. It's more, um, a maintenance, get out of my own way, head thing. But sometimes it's the evening and I want to get all weeded up and it still works. So that's pretty nice. But like, I, so I've had this theory and I have no, I had no evidence about it till now. That like people are wasting money on too strong a weed unnecessarily. Yeah, I'm sure like after a certain threshold, like it doesn't matter that much. But they, the way they did it, they created two, two groups and then they gave one a lower like 16% THC edibles, and then another group, 24% THC edibles. And they did the same thing with the concentrates. They had 70% concentrates and then 90% concentrates. Uh, And they had the groups self-report their levels of intoxication, had them do like balance tests, and also check the THC levels uh, in their blood. And while the THC levels were different, they all self-reported pretty similarly. So... (laughs) But then it could also be like maybe one's tolerance is better. So like what's not that fucked up to them could be like totally thrashed to someone else who's not used to, you know. (laughs) So there is some subjectivity to it. But yeah. And I've like and the thing about like the the grades that weed too, like there have been some. I know there was a stories about Denver weed, like uh, the testing companies were like fluffing the numbers Mm -hmm. to make it look like. You know, they get a kickback and give this one company is like, oh, yeah, 28% weed. Yeah, all day. <laughs> you know, it's like, nah. Yeah, because it's hard to confirm it. It could be yeah. like a lie number. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's, there's definitely a threshold. And it's, uh, but whatever you want. You know? Huge thanks to Ange Kerfoot, who not only helps us with, with our booking and a lot of our news articles here, uh, Phantom crew member, but this grilled cheese sandwich like saved my life today. And look, the grill marks are cross, crossways, grill marks. How pro is that? She's like warning me not to food it near the mic. But with how much I hate mouth sounds, 
You better believe I ain't chewing near this mic. Look out. Yeah, you're one of the most uh, anti-food sounds on the mic. <laughs> People. It's so hard. On the other show, I produce two clueless dudes.com on Fridays at five because they uh, always bring wacky food. That's one of the things that they have as a tradition is uh, a segment called Put This in Your Mouth. Uh, recently, <laughs> it was exotic Kit Kat from Japan that had like uh, paste, strawberry. Um, and what's that stuff that looks like chocolate? It's like carob paste, something like that. Scarabs? It had scarabs in it, and it was so good. Yeah, fuck if I know, man. Yeah, it was a Beetlejuice Kit Kat. It was awesome. Recommend it. <laughs> the worst was the uh, watermelon cookies. A sugar cookie that's watermelon flavored. I, I discourage that. Oh, yeah, I think you tried to get me to try one of those, but... Sure did. I wasn't having that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, New York City offers up some guidelines for having some sexy times and being safe <laughs> oh, no. during the pandemic. So, and there's some great ones. This uh, is dank. Get ready for dank. Like having, uh, doing some, some mutual masturbation sessions over, over zoom. <laughs> so they call it the zoom boom room. The, the craziest is the glory hole. Yeah, they recommend Glory Hole because it, it separates contact quite a bit. So There's been lions at Home Depot. They're out of drywall. <laughs> That's what, like, do you set up? Uh, do you just get some drywall and, like, set one up in your, in your bedroom? Or do you actually go to, like, so if it's, like, a public Glory Hole, it's probably not going to be as safe, you know? No, that's way more dangerous. Right? So, like, you just have to make your own. It's just like if you're already living with someone, like, okay, I'm sorry, baby, we got to cut off and just use the hole for a while. I feel right. like I'd hurt my hips, too. I feel like this isn't thought out. Like, do you, then it gets, but then you can have, like, fun decorating it. I mean, it could be a, a nice. Have fun bond, decorating it. It could be a bonding experience. <laughs> well, I love this idea <laughs> that, like, it's not just a hole in a plain white wall. That's not sexy. You want to, like, draw, like, right. paisleys and stuff around it. <laughs> Go for an underwater theme. Oh, the grilled cheese is keto, too. I thought this was special bread. The bread's by Sola with four net carbs. Nice. Yeah. Trying to keto it up more. So that's so, very helpful. Uh, New York City also recommends wearing masks <laughs> and doggy style. So there's less mouth-to-mouth, face-to-face contact. So. Which, you know, maybe that's better... Anyway, just to not, because I don't know, like, when you're, like, huffing in someone's face, that's, like, not, that's not cool. Right, and I'm sure, like, the mask thing is already, like, a, I mean, some people might do that already. I think, That uh, could be, like, a. Yeah, it's, like, a cool fetish. Totally. For sure. Gotta be. You know what, though? 69. I'm just gonna jump right to that. I think that's just, solves everything. (laughs) After a shower, of course. And... (laughs) Guy on the bottom. I've heard people ask, like, okay, I'm going to 69. Who goes on the top? What do you? What monster dude is going to be on the top? Like, it's gross. <laughs> That's, like, fearsome. Like, no one's going to want to <laughs> climb You're under terrible. this shit. No. You're a terrible person. That's <laughs> and you should feel terrible. 
I know. Unless you're unless you're a little dude and you've got a larger lady, that's cool too. Switch it up. But the bigger person should be on the bottom. <laughs> Otherwise, it's uh, it's like a dom thing then, like a weird one. <laughs> anyway. All right. So I, I don't have a destination on this point. I who else? I'm sure many people have been experiencing this. I don't know when it started, like a week or two ago. Random fireworks all over the place. Are you getting that too? Like crazy. In your neighborhood? Just well, like down the street? I live uh, in the Latinist part of town. And so I didn't think it was more than 30% more than usual. There's like <laughs> fireworks every three or four nights at least. Yeah. Just from a neighbor just getting bored. Um, at least once a week, there's like a, several, like two instances but the thing is, it used to be gunshots, so it's like a way improvement. That's oh, a step up, yeah. Now I'm like, I'm thinking I'm hearing the gunshots of every like week or so, and I, I look out and there's like sparkles, or I hear that afterwards, and I'm like, all right, cool. Not bad, all right. So, but your area too, hello, random fireworks? Yeah, like it started like two weeks ago. Has it been in the news? No, I don't think there's any news about it. I just. Do you think it's just a trend? Well, I think because uh, they're starting. To sell fireworks, I guess. That's oh. what, like, I didn't realize, like, 4th of July was so soon. Oh, that's so I've completely lost any sense of, like, time or what day of the week it is. I remember buying, uh, not hot corn poppers, those little, those little white popper things that oh, you yeah. get at the grocery store. I bought a pack a couple weeks ago because I was like, oh, cool, these are out this time? Weird. And then I realized it was already getting towards July. But, <laughs> you know, it was a couple weeks ago, so people were sitting on fireworks and they just can't hold them in like they used to. I used to, uh those poppers when i was a kid i used to take those and then i don't know if you ever had they're like little plastic or rubbery like bulbs hot. like half domes and you would flip them in and they would pop up those were the hot corn poppers yeah they're often called that i love those so i'd find some like half alive insect like a bee or something that was like not able to move <laughs> but was like still alive i'd set a popper next to it and then i'd put one of those things on it so that it would like jump off and it would explode the popper into the bee. Oh, Good times. I used to do that all the time. Torture shit, man. <laughs> I would like put them under a cup or something so whatever it popped would like pop like a Ninja Turtle or an action figure or something. Yeah, yeah. And then they made big ones and then you'd get like welts. There's ones that were like like the bottom of a cup size. They were mean. I've never seen those. Oh. I don't remember those. We, we gotta get some for the show. You guys, stay tuned for that's hot. Just, that's just going to be the whole show. Yeah. You want to look forward to season six? Let me tell you what. Hot corn poppers. I'm just going to keep throwing those at like the worst times. Yeah. Or you, you put one on the table or on one of the sliders or the mixer <laughs> or one of the sound effect buttons. And then the big one, like it takes a minute. So you start to forget that you are waiting on it and just go on with your life. And then it pops and you freak out. It's so good put one in like the kitchen like in the cups or like in the silverware drawer and just leave the silverware drawer open and then later on it's like a 20 30 seconds goes by and it's just, <laughs> silverware sounds. yeah that's like rig up like put something like just heavy enough to so that it doesn't pop if you could do that yeah yeah we're making moves you guys we've got entertainment plans oh, deluxe yeah. good times good times um all right so Say you were randomly in Yellowstone and you happened to catch a video of a grizzly bear and a bison fighting. What would you put your bets on? 
the grizzly bear or the bison? I would totally think the grizzly bear would destroy the bison. I totally think. correct. Oh. <laughs> there was a video. Did someone caught. think otherwise? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I guess bison's are huge. This was like a not a full-grown bison, so it was already at a disadvantage. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, bears he's are gonna fuck small. up like most things. I feel like bears are gonna fuck up most things. They're just huge. I completely agree. This this footage, I'm like mulling over the footage. Like, let's call, let's get Joe Rogan's opinion. This bear is up and to the left. It's the grassy knoll. I always love side. just going Joe Rogan on it. <laughs> they look like they're hugging. I think they were friends and they had altercation. Yeah, they were just play wrestling. <laughs> and then someone took it too far. Yeah, totally. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's always a wildlife fighting another wildlife on this show. I'm proud to keep the tradition alive. Check it out. happens because it's, it's fucking brutal, man. I don't know if you all remember, but there was a bird episode. I need to switch cameras dramatically for this. Bird episode. Go to greasyconversation.com. Go back to the bird episode. It's so good. Seriously, we had a... There's a cockatiel that would uh, rescue other birds in a way that I'm not going to spoil for you. Check out that episode. Yeah, Cock- like cockatiel all bird rescue. All the time. Bird-focused episode. Uh, let me see. You have been here... The Dubai police have a flying motorcycle. Yes, they do. This is old news. This is dank news. But it is so cool. I bet you didn't know. And it totally fits uh, what a lot of people are arguing uh, are reasons why some particular police forces might need some of their money allocated differently. Now, I hate, uh, like, using uh, flippantly a phrase like... um, defund the police even though there's elements of that concept that i think like are valuable to at least look at and consider because some people are co-opting that to mean like abolish the police and anarchy but a lot of people aren't so it's the same problem with black lives matter as a concept and as a movement Uh, what most people believe in representing that what those sounds of words from the face mean is really good and really important but there are people that have adopted that same phrase to do bad things and it's a shame it, it muddies the waters of good change yeah and it makes it hard to associate with things that are overall good as a broadcaster so i appreciate your sympathy with that as we look at uh police forces wasting money because that happens i'm not saying ours does <laughs> or any specific does but it does everywhere like crazy yeah money that should be spent on uh counseling and training everything else <laughs> Everything else, there's so much counseling and training that you should have to go through before you're allowed to ride a flying motorcycle. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so cool, though. Real talk, though. I want a flying motorcycle. I want, some, I want to watch a, a cousin ride a flying motorcycle because I feel like it'd be so easy to fall into those blades. These blades are just right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... And like how high? Oh, that's it? That's weak. It's not a production vehicle. It's entirely a publicity thing. I was thinking like a jetpack like from Minority Report. Yeah, just shooting off. Just like jumping down. This is so awesome. Have you seen Colin Furr's uh, flying motorcycle? No. Uh, It's spelled weird, but let me show you. It's this British fellow that makes contraptions. One moment flying bike you gotta see this really quick so is it ra- radio people 
Yeah, his is better and safer. So Radio People, this was like a big drone of four propellers that this person was riding. Now this person, Colin Furze, F-U-R-Z-E, his has two ducted fans. It's very hard to ride, and there's just two engines on it. But he manages to quite get around on it. See that? Oh, yeah, that's pretty dope. <laughs> I can see, yeah, he needs, like, to stabilize that beast. Yeah, there's no stabilization on this one besides just your body. But he's a pretty athletic fella. He also made a, a motorcycle with a rocket on the back of it. I mean, a bicycle. Oh, there's magnetic shoes. Uh, cool stuff. Cool media recommendation. Um, yeah, it looks there's, there's the, the go-kart with a jet engine on the back. There we go. There's the <laughs> rocket-powered bicycle. Gnarly. Shout out to the UK. <laughs> anyway, a little aside there. Uh, All right, this is pretty cool news for someone. Let's sting it in. Here's some cool news. Behold. That's that. That deep ocean. Yeah. Uh, so, astronaut Kathy Sullivan, who was the first uh, woman, American woman to walk in space, uh, just broke the record for the deepest dive in the oh in nice deep in the Marianas Trench. They did a thirty-five thousand eight hundred and ten-foot deep dive, seven miles below the ocean surface. At 68 years old. That's crazy. I would like to ask her what she thinks is more frightening. Like it has to be that deep in the ocean, man. Going that deep in the ocean or facing your own mortality? Or just like going out in space. Oh. She was also the first woman in space. First American <laughs> woman. Holy crap. Okay, sorry. I don't know I if she was the first woman but it says that she's the first american woman so i'm assuming she's not the first no because russia put, a, put the first woman in yeah. space yeah that was sadly a lot of russia's firsts to space are people that didn't survive um the first couple in space uh likely was only known about because their radio transmissions were intercepted and overheard by europe but they were wiped from the history books after their launch failed and they were burned alive. Yeah, that'd be chilling. You said you can like find those recordings, right? Uh, just writings of them. Oh, okay. I don't think there's. I think it was just transcripted. Gotcha. I was Gnarly, like, that'd be pretty. Though. That'd be pretty uplifting to listen to. I think. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Jeez. Just feeling down. You're like, hey, at least I didn't burn up in space. The first dog in space did not survive the journey. Poor, poor dog. I wonder what his name was. No, no, uh, it's, it's like Luke, Luke, it's driving me nuts because uh, I was trying to think of it right then, right then. You have to know, you guys, first dog in space, the name of it, uh, Le Lika, Lika, L-A-I-K-A, -A. Right. yeah. Lika. It's like Lucas, Lucasa, Luke, Lika. Anyway, famous on stamps, um, one of the presidents of Russia, uh, posthumously, Elected for president? The dog was? Yes. That part's not true. <laughs> that would be rad. I just wanted it to be true enough yeah. to lie to you all. Well, I mean, if it's posthumously, you can just, like, elect anyone to anything. Right. You know? It's not like they're going to make any it decisions. It can be as true as you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to mess anything up. All right. So 
What do you posthumously want to be elected to? Oh, great question. Okay. Holler in the chat any of you guys that want an elected office. I would love, I mean, honestly, to, to have been a president of the United States without having to live through that would be so cool. But maybe I can scale it down a little bit for like a, uh, I'd like to be elected um, chairman of Microsoft. Microsoft <laughs> chairman. Nice. Like, oh, he was, he was, he chairman throughout the, the Surface Pro 28 or whatever. I don't think I own any Microsoft products. It just seems <laughs> prestigious. You just want to <laughs> be the I chairman. I want that one. I want to live in Seattle. What about the, uh, the president of the, the Westminster Dog Association? Nice. Whatever that's called. That's solid. Westminster Dogminsters. <laughs> and everyone just like changes the rules. Yeah. I can rename it. Best in show. Fucking classic. There was a there was a good documentary a while back on Netflix about the the cat version of that. Oh. With like the cat ladies who went super far on their cats. Oh no. And I didn't realize there was one for cats or that there's so many different breeds of cats. But like Yeah, because cats all look the same more. No, there's tons of different fucking cats. <laughs> like, way too many different cats. And uh, I'm talking about women just, like, bathing the cat every day and spending hours hair drying it and brushing it. Just insane. What would your cats do with all that extra attention? Would some like it and some be, like, turned off by it? They ain't going to do that shit. They just wouldn't participate. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but it's, it's great because, like, people think they have a cat that's going to do whatever they want it to. And then the cat like flips out on the judges and just like mangles them. <laughs> and I'm like, this never happens. Yeah. I bet the obedience factor is totally different on a cat show. Yeah. They're just white knuckling their self-control. But it, it's great. You just get this like power battle between like two cat ladies. <laughs> it's, like, it's fucking brilliant. I want to say it's like a Karen battle. I feel bad for people really it named is, Karen. Dude. It's exactly that. I, in like a couple episodes ago, I was like kind of lamenting, like not being kind of anti the term Karen because I'm feeling bad for people named Karen. But the thing is, we need a word that's not a swear word for like uh, uppity white ladies messing stuff up. Like the, 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 what the Karen represents. It's like uh, there's people that are a dick and then there's people named Dick. We're surviving that. So I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, good Karens of the world. But it's a great term for something that your name represents. That's probably not you, but there's uh, there's the Karens though. Look right. out! Or the name John. You yeah, because I think of a toilet every time. I'm sorry, Johns, but it helps me <laughs> or remember a dude your name. Who, or a dude who's like getting a prostitute. Oh yeah. You know? So there's a lot of names that are used for shit that I'm sure the people of those names don't enjoy. But you know, it's, it's over now. It's too late. Yeah, I came full circle on that one because we need a term. Yeah. It just happened to you. Sorry. It could happen to any of our names. Well, the average Joe. That's why I don't go by Joe as my first name. It's already ruined. Everyone sings the Hendrix song, Hey Joe, to me when they learn my first name. And then they learn my last name and they call me that anyway. So it's just the process I just skip now. Just, just go like straight to Waz. Yeah. I'd rather spell you my last name than go through this cycle again. <laughs> Here we it's go. Waz, W-O-Z. Yeah. I know it's pretentious to spell, but it's only three letters. Just let me have it. <laughs> right. All right. Should we do our uh, next round? Oh, it's time again already. Yeah. It's close enough. 
Bob Thornton. Might now, as well get it out of the way. I think more people should spell their names when introducing themselves. I mean, even Joe, I had to spell for a couple people that were not familiar with American names. That's okay. Dude, that's actually, that would be an interesting social thing. Yeah, like someone uh, uh, visiting from China for a, from a factory doing LED stuff. Definitely had to spell my name for them. And like his name was Hung. And, nice. And me and the, uh, uh, I should say the uh, secretary and I, receptionist, there was also a, a translator. We're like giggling. Like, <laughs> do you know what that means in English? And he's like, he's, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, it's great. It means you're hung. It means you got a hog on you. It's like, hog? I have a pig? <laughs> like, no. It means your wiener is big. It's a wiener. It means you've got a huge dick. What English word were you told for penis? Right. She translated. Or if, just that, or if that was just a thing in, in America, like forever. That's oh, the way our society was. Like, you had to introduce yourself and spell your name. Yeah, everyone. It's just the cultural. You just right. It's all every politeness. time you talk to someone, you have to spell their name. <laughs> oh, I'd be rough if you had to remember your friend's spellings too. Like, oh fuck! It proves your friendship. I'm is fucked. <laughs> I'm terrible at that, and I usually just like do the hey, hey yeah. man, what's up? How you been? I'm super guilty about that. <laughs> Not that I don't remember names, but I just have like weird anxiety about it, and I don't know why. In that moment, the name's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, fuck, I don't know anyone's name ever. <laughs> yeah. Just fuck. like, which is why I don't care if people remember my name ever. No. I'll never be insulted. I practice trying to relate it to something embarrassing to think about them. And I can lock that name in. Yeah, that's a good, like, memory uh, tool. Or make it, uh, like, rhyme it with some weird thing you just make up. Yeah, something yeah. rude or smelly. Or anything like that, because then you'll look at them and, and feel bad for thinking that regarding their name, but you'll have that name. Right. Never forget it. <laughs> All right. Billy Bob. Bilbo uh. Baggins. Nut rub. From Ball Wash. You put that on after you, after you cleanse yourself and get a nice little fragrance down there, and it lasts all day, and it's absolutely really amazing. Ooh, yes. And it smells great, so there you go. Yeah, heck yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so proud to be coming. Thank you, section. Ball Wash, and uh, visit you, them Wash. online at ballwash.com, and use coupon code RADIOVEGAS to get 20% off. Man, I'm, I'm having they so have, much fun. They have shampoos, shampoos and they have soap. And I'm very excited have... about this. I've always seen this. Like, I wonder how that works. Yeah. Or what it smells well, like. Well, you should open it and smell it, and you'll get even more excited. Twist. And pull. He, he, had no, and he, pull. he had no trouble at, uh, at all over here. Listen, all right, I don't grab things that are lubricated, all right? Give me a break, all right? It smells delicious. No, <laughs> no, actually, you can smell it through the can. It actually does smell oh, pretty you do? good. Yeah. Yeah, it says ocean air, solid cologne. Ooh, I'm under cedar and citrus for those woodsy smells. <laughs> I mean, it says ocean and air on mine. Does it say yours is cedar? Cedar and citrus. Okay, here, I'll trade you. <laughs> so you can smell mine. Well, I don't want you to smell it that way, but I mean, this, oh, this is, is nice too. Yeah, see, it's, and they actually make some really good smell. Dude, not rub. You know, tonight, let's, you know, let's put it to the test. Let's rub some nuts. Let's, ru let's rub the cedar and the ocean together. See if we could get a woody ocean. Let's rub some nuts. When you need the balls to smell as fresh as the day. Nut rub. From Ball Wash. Use coupon code RADIOVEGAS to get 20% off. Why do we love the Golden Tiki so much? How about the handcrafted tiki drinks made with freshly squeezed juices, homemade syrups, and top shelf foods? These aren't your cruise ship pre-mixed cocktails. These specialty drinks take time and are for the true cocktail enthusiasts. Located in the strip mall in Chinatown, it's truly a hidden hideaway. 
Well, and if you don't know the address, it's 3939 Spring Mountain Road. This place is what my tiki bar dreams are made of, an adult version to Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, complete with alcohol-infused Dole Whip and Dirty Talking Birds, with drink names like Navy Grog, Terrible Twisted, and Dirty Banana. And last but not least, a shot of empathy named Kraken. These drinks will have you back and back again. From the kick-ass atmosphere, hidden Easter eggs in the bar, like Bigfoot's footprint, and don't forget to rub the golden dong for good luck. From live music to DJs that will make you feel like you're on a tropical vacation. The Golden Tiki, 3939 Spring Mountain Road. That's the Golden Tiki, 3939 Spring Mountain Road. Hey, it's RadioVegas.rocks. Check out Sin City Lovin' Podcast. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up. I'm gonna, don't look over here. I'm going to pull up the... I don't want to look over there. No, but I want, I don't I want see everyone to see your face. Is it a blue vagina? Is that what you're you talking to, about? Okay, That's hold on. disgusting. I want you to see... I want everyone to watch your face because this is their first time. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> so nervous. I'm going to hide my face. Don't look yet. Oh, let my let gosh. Images. So gross. It's so... Okay, you ready? No. Are you, wait, let me get it. Let Dude, me am I going to puke? I ate breakfast you this might. morning. Hold on. It's pulling up. I'm Are you ready? I was like, no, I'm not giving BJ's. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready? ready. I don't want to look. You guys ready? You want to watch your face? <laughs> no, you got to look. Do it. Do it. Do it. I can't. Do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. Exactly. Tell me. Oh, <laughs> I'm seriously going to throw up. Oh, my God. Tell me you don't show that in health class and <clears throat> people will stop having <laughs> dirty sex that's sin city loving podcast every other wednesday at 9 a.m on radiovegas.rocks your new favorite internet radio station radiovegas.rocks and we're live it's back it's greasy conversation spelled the way you'd expect greasy conversation on radiovegas.rocks with greg and i i'm was w-o-z dot l-o-l for the gadgetry and we're doing some dank news. Let's have another little dive and let's find out what uh, Greg first, has for first us that's, next. First, that's Greg, G-R-E-G. Yeah, Greg, G-R-E-G, uh, W-O-Z-H-A-H-X, A-E-87, <laughs> which is a dope Toyota, you guys. <laughs> this is uh, um, Z-R-1, and here we go. All right, so some researchers accidentally stumbled onto uh, the reason why people K-hole on ketamine. The K-hole! <laughs> so the, these researchers were doing uh, research on Huntington's disease, which is like a disorder, degenerative brain disorder. <laughs> There's a hunting... I shouldn't laugh since it sounds horrible, but Huntington's disease, it just sounds like what happened to the Huntridge... <laughs> but it causes like some ner nerves in the brain to degenerate over time. Um, so anyway, they have these like sheep that have this the same gene that causes Huntington's disease. And they're using uh, ketamine to check its effects on the brain if it helps. Uh, and it turns out that some of these sheep, when they do like high doses of ketamine, that some of these sheep, they're... They're using uh, EEG, and the sheep's brain waves just stopped completely. Like, not like low activity, 
Just straight up no activity for a few minutes. Oh, so it's like a pause when you're in the total, hole. Total blackness. Like your brain is not doing anything <laughs> for a few minutes. So, which is just pretty... Yeah, man. I'm sure those sheep had a great time, though. I tell you, if this is our thumbnail, what's on the screen right now, I'd click on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like a vial and some powder next to it? <laughs> it looks, looks exotic. Yeah, man. A place to visit, not to stay. Exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. not advocating daily drug use. I am advocating some MDMA, like, every, only a couple times a year. You know, touch the stars. Or whatever, you know, whatever you feel like. Yeah. I mean, something like monthly would probably not be bad either. Just don't interrupt your work schedule. And, like, work can be something cool, too. It doesn't have to be lame work. I'm, getting, like, putting layers on top of this. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can do what you love. It's possible. Right? Just follow all these rules first. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm slacking on the cult. I had such a cult started. I don't have the the stick to itiveness to real really cult it out for that long. Yeah. You guys, you want to be down with a really chill cult that's very non-committal? Greasyconversation.com slash merch. <laughs> it's the most non-committal cult. You, like, some of it doesn't even say our name on it very big. Like, so you can just really chill and, and you not, not even admit it to people and what you love. Because I know you love it. And if you don't, holler in the chat. Help us out. And it could totally be a secret cult. You don't even ever have to admit you're in it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't care. <laughs> Real talk, though, I really would love you to tell all your friends about greasyconversation.com. We can't do it without you. I shouldn't say the dot .com at the end of my stupid thing every time. But it means a lot to us. We're obviously going to keep doing it. But if you have uh, your friends involved and we all do it together, it's that much of more of a thing to share with you. Thanks for tuning in. That's what I'm saying. Thanks for tuning in. Then we there got you know. some... Uh, all right, so I just picked this out. So there's a, a cricket infestation happening in Utah, which happens every so often. I mean, we get some grasshopper infestations and dragonfly migrations and all types of... You know, every place gets some weird bug shit. But the reason I picked this is solely because these are called Mormon crickets. Yeah, and the lore, the associated lore. Because um, in the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there was a time when one of these infestations devastated uh, crops of early settlers in that area. And then the seagulls came and got them. And it happened when we were in high school, too. Uh, in the high desert, you would have been in this area enough, too. Do you remember, like, it was a sophomore year. There was another, like, cricket swarm situation. Maybe I was far enough south that it happened to me extra. But in the Mojave Desert, Apple Valley, Victorville area in 1998, 9? Um, 1998, maybe it's seven. <laughs> there was hella crickets, and then uh, we were we just stomping on four or five of them with every footstep. It was like hail for two or three days, and then uh, the seagulls started to come. And then by the end of the school year, the seagulls would just steal your french fries if you tried to eat lunch outside. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I remember when I was in, like, high school, some grasshopper. That's the thing. They, sh they say that there's a video of it, and they say they're Mormon crickets, but they look like fucking grasshoppers. Yeah, they look like locusts. We would yeah. call them locusts then. We didn't know better. I mean, those are those. Oh, they're those fat-ass crickets. Okay. Those Mormon crickets coming yeah. to converse your ass. I feel like if something is that much of a pest, 
it's, it feels like bad marketing to then, but you know, recognition's recognition. Like, you just like, like hear a like, knock at the door. Them you hear a knock on the door and go answer it, and then there's just two crickets <laughs> down there. Little we'd fellas. like to tell you. We'd like to tell you about. Oh, that bug is Joseph too. Smith. Like, are they called Mormon crickets because Joseph Smith converted them way back in the day? That's and what the, I want to know. And then fed them to seagulls. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. For Jordan, it was 1998. So it was definitely 1998. Because uh, that, that was when that, that crap. That was the last cycle that I noticed. Well, there was another one here that, that was tripping people out. But it was, like, weirdly recently. Like, maybe the cycles are getting closer together. Yeah. Like, I remember one in maybe middle school or high school when there was a dra- I remember there was a dragonfly infestation which was trippy there were just like thousands of those motherfuckers oh around, we man. never got dragonflies in yeah, Apple crazy. Valley oh man none of them Victorville dragonflies by the by the train tracks there's a little river maybe some like a couple of them but not an infestation never an invading army what kind of cool infestations would you like that's Comment below. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you had Mormon missionaries knock on your door and how did you handle it? I don't think that's a thing anymore. Do they still do that? I see them around. I see them walking around. I'm on the record books to please not do that so it doesn't happen. But I'll smile and wave. Have you had yeah. knocks? Uh, it's been a while, but last time I was pretty polite. Uh, and just sent them on their way and was like, oh. that's not my thing and you're never going to get through to me, man. So... Have a great life. My previous roommate uh, went to say hi to the missionaries and shook their hands and gave them uh, one of the sacred handshakes that you're supposed to only learn in the temple. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's those things. And um, it's they freaked out because they're young. They just discovered there's this thing they never knew about even growing up in this faith that's uh, that's like not out there much, even though you could totally Google it now. Yeah. But yeah. having if they were good and didn't Google it early, it's like this amazing surprise thing to see someone out there in the world also knowing and and being some apostate freaking them out. Right. There's a, a lot of layers to the face they made. It was great. <laughs> like Supposedly, I- he was telling me about it. Yeah, I remember doing uh, like baptisms for the dead. Did yes, you ever do that? Absolutely. And the the font is crazy. There's twelve stone oxens yeah. underneath the pool. So you walk out over a balcony with giant ox below you holding the like hot tub thing up. Yeah, and they're like arranged so they make a star of David if you connect them. Mm-hmm. Twelve of them. Yeah. And then uh but I, the thing I remember is and then like you go in the little jacuzzi thing, and there's, like, a screen in there that just pops up, like, names of people. I remember they just dunked me, like, 50 times in, like, yeah. five minutes, it seemed like. It was just constant <laughs> dunking. And then uh, my family actually got sealed in the temple, which was really bizarre. Did you, did you do that? I never did that, no. So you go in this room, and they have the infinity mirrors uh-huh. lined up, just, like, huge-ass mirrors. And so you can see, like, your family going on through, and that's, you know, to represent your family being alive in heaven and all that. But, like, I remember my dad had to wear this getup, and it was, like, this green sash, this, like, emerald green sash, and then this crazy hat that looks like uh, the hat that Whippy Goldberg's get, Whoopi, 
Whoopi Goldberg's character wore on uh, Next Generation. You know that, like, giant circle hat? I've heard it described as a graduation hat with a circle instead of a square. It looks huge. In the Next Generation, Whoopi Goldberg is what, the bartender, right? Would always have these circle hats. It was just yeah. like that. It seemed like just like that. Like they copied it from Next Generation. <laughs> Although the fabric choices, though, on the Next Generation, there'd be like a nice maroon or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. These are emerald green. <laughs> it was just a bizarre experience, man. Just weird. But, Unusual, you know, but I, I, I like avoid being too mocky with it because I really think that there's value in ritual and value in um, doing things that might not have any on the surface, tangible, uh, clear meaning. If they, if you associate meaning, meaning with it uh, emotionally, then you can tap into ways the brain functions emotionally that are valuable. So things like uh, ritual and ceremonies uh, really put importance on, on things and, build stronger bonds through actual chemical things like oxytocin in the brain, um, which is really valuable no matter how modern and robotic you think you might want to live your life. Uh, there's things that are generally considered spiritual that are actually like tangibly still useful in, even as like an atheist, even if you think you don't need anything that's just woo woo uh, there's stuff that happens chemically in the brain that's important. So it's things like meditation you're finding out. It's like flexing a muscle in your brain that makes the brain work better by yeah, just absolutely. trying to do meditation. Even if there's a mantra or something you chant, uh, that helps the, the same mechanism occur. Yeah, or if you do like rituals or routines, you can like carve out that like pathway in the brain so you're just do the similar things often yeah you can train society to take things seriously like a graduation uh come on really man. commemorates the stuff you did to learn and stuff <laughs> train society to take things seriously <laughs> get out of here dog uh, never happened maybe like small groups but no nah. yeah come on yo <laughs> let's get real all right and then i found this is a great story i always love kind of like revenge after I guess it's kind of like revenge. You love revenge stories. Yeah. <laughs> Flat out all day. Right. Yeah. So this woman uh, made this video where she gave a, uh, a heartfelt goodbye to her deceased husband. She had his ashes and apparently he was a real piece of shit according <laughs> to her. And so no one in the family wanted his ashes. And so she was going to, she dumped them in the trash because he was a garbage man. And that's where he belonged. That's In a landfill. Awesome. And so, yeah, it just really, really warms my heart. The thing that I'm taking away also that I didn't know is that, like, I thought that if you're a garbage person, like, that was your job. Like, away from the job, you'd be all, like, paradoxically clean and, like, extra nice. I just think garbage people would be like nice, but that makes no sense. That job's awful. You'd probably be bitter and shitty a lot of the rest of your life. I imagine you would be. It's like hard to. No offense to garbage collectors out there, but you're probably not like, uh, unless you're like the, you got up there and you're like, I'm going for management. I'm going to drive the truck. I'm not going to ride on the back anymore. I got ambitions. More power to you. 
but you probably got some grumpy buddies you work for, I bet. I know, there's always that, like, there's a tweet, and it's, it floats around every so often, but it's like, you know, teachers told us not to end up like garbage men until, and then we'd find out that garbage men make more money than they do. Yeah. You know? That's so horrible. I mean, it's a union job. They American make teachers cash. make crazy little money for all the funding that so many cities put into schools. Right. It's like, there's got to be some department. I'm not sure which department you guys are. There's got to be some department in many towns. Maybe some department that's able to buy tanks. Uh, maybe one of these departments that's able to buy uh, giant assault weapons that can't really be deployed uh, in time to be valuable in most situations and they're really expensive. Uh, there might be some department in your town that uh, just really, I'm not sure which department or what department to name specifically, but one of those departments might really have some expensive stuff that could maybe buy some pens and paper for some schools and stuff instead. I mean, it, yeah, it's crazy that like the plot of RoboCop like <laughs> turned out to just be reality. It's like, oh yeah, guess what? You're living in RoboCop. Boy, there's nothing like RoboCop 2, though. Yo, RoboCop 2 was legit. That's the one where they put the brain from the convict in the robot the and drug it, like, dealer. kills itself. And yeah, yeah, and the giant robot walker. Yeah. And it, like, is addicted to drugs, so they have to, like, make a thing they can inject the drugs to the brain. <laughs> yeah, man. RoboCop 2 was the shit. <laughs> Stuff's so sick. Classic, man. Yeah. Although... I got to throw out RoboCop 3. Did you ever see that? No. And when they still made, like, part threes of, of movies, like, in the 80s. Oh, I forgot there was, was a three. So number three, the plot is basically, like, there's this Japanese company who's trying to, like, outdo Americans' uh, RoboCop technology. And they make, like, a <laughs> Japanese cyborg that looks just like a human. And he's, like, you know, kung fu cop with a katana and, like, a long black trench coat and he just oh. whoops everyone's ass all day if they made it like a proper japanese robot it would have rescued the movie like a giant robot yeah but yeah. like human size but like shoulder wings and stuff yeah like right gundam? Now, he, looked, he looked super realistic gundam cop <laughs> he's so dope right yeah <laughs> oh man fucking robocop go live that nostalgia man holler in the comments if you guys want that gundam cop i know i'm rewatching it so Back to the Future 2, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that that's the best one. Because the yeah, yeah. 3 had a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people, and it was fun. It was in the Wild West. It was the most successful one. One was revolutionary. It like started a genre. It's uh, era-defining. Uh, like Saved a classic car. There was a piece of junk that would have been forgotten in time otherwise. So many things. But 2? Man, 2's the real one. Yeah, was that ever like up for debate, though? Yes. Uh, really? We grew up in a time where two is widely snubbed. And now, uh, among the real lovers of the franchise, people are they're starting to be open about how Back to the Future 2 is truly the best one. Yeah, I was a lot was... of ways. Was, did you like two? Was, yeah, was your favorite yeah, two, two was legit, man. It seemed like that was the one that was like the was real. It's gritty. Future. Yeah. And they had like the, the pump Nikes. Jordan agrees. Thanks so much, Jordan. Yeah, man. Super appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's uh, consensus on that. Nostalgia time. All right. Some. Uh, yeah. Let's just go ahead and hop in this depressing news. Well, it's not really depressing. It's just uh, because we're all having to wear protective equipment, face masks, and gloves, and all that type of stuff. They're finding 
uh, that people are just littering that as well as all the other shit that they litter. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, so it's winding up in the ocean and other bodies of water and landfills. And, you know, just like take care of your shit, man. The overuse of disposable food stuff uh, is something I've been dreading since the beginning of this. And it bothers me so much because you can wash dishes and they won't have COVID on them. And yet we're going to make like like a year's worth of garbage in the next last couple months. And I feel like, I mean, I also feel like it's kind of just worrying about like throwing a cigarette into a forest fire at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like the garbage it's just, situation. It's just gonna happen, and like, there's never gonna be any uh, social realization across the human race that it needs to end. So, well, the thing is, there's been a no- there's been a lot, and like, air is cleaner in California. Things have gotten better, so it does eventually add up. So I wouldn't be so fatalistic. But it's an okay way to think temporarily when, like, uh, there's a phase when you got to use disposable stuff. But now it's like, come on, let's wash some dishes now. I stopped buying paper plates. It was a phase. I don't know why, why in my house I wash dishes less because of the candy. <laughs> but it was like an excuse. <laughs> I, don't okay. care. I don't know why since, like, I've just been home forever. Like, washing dishes is... It feels bad, <laughs> you know, and then you just you don't wash them and then it feels worse. It's like they're in there yeah. yelling at you. It escalates. Like, you can't even battle. wash dishes. You're a terrible person. <laughs> hey, did you hear about this uh, fried chicken approved for the Japanese space program? Yeah, this was pretty interesting. So they went cool. through they went through a lot. Yeah, so many things they went through to make this chicken. Uh, edible after going to space and so much marketing they were first they had to Lawson's brand Lawson yeah. brand uh, what is it called Karagi Karagi Kun um, but they had to make sure it had a shelf life of like a year and a half and first they tried to uh, get it so they could be like battered and you could fry it in space because apparently you can fry shit in space somehow. <laughs> it didn't work well, though. Yeah. And uh, it just got like gummy. So then they just like pre-fried it and you can heat it up. And then finally their test after leaving it for a year and a half. And it still was fine. I tell you, in space, I would want nothing more than some nuggets. Right. Although there's some there's some quotes about it online from people who are familiar and uh, it was, since it's just fried chicken, I think people from other countries can enjoy it too. Now, someone said, uh, Karagi-kun can get pretty smelly. Is it okay in small spaces? Mm, I picture it having some of that curry flavor to it. Japanese oh, curry, you guys. Japanese curry all day. It's like a fast food over there. And there's some great places. Um, O-curry is uh, my hometown one. Uh, one of my favorites, also Zen Curry. You guys gotta check these places out. Get, just get some uh, chicken ketsu in the curry, and it's like a brown gravy. It's, it's gravy-like. It's very good. Oh, it's a uh, brown gravy in the the um, Hawaiian food is rem- reminds me. I feel it's like similar enough that it can be like your introduction. But there's so many spices and stuff in it that you're gonna love. I'm scrolling out of control on this website with how much... Like, I would, I would go to space just to eat that chicken. Oh, yeah. So, wait, I have to aside real quick, because there's a, 
another article linked to this article about a Japanese convenience store snack that looks totally like a smoked wiener. <laughs> and apparently it's sashimi. And the headline made it look like it's actually made of wiener of some animal. Wow. Oh, geez. It's coming out of the package so seductively in this <laughs> uh, slideshow. Wiener cheese. It's very tender. It's a chicken. It's a chicken breast. It's some chicken breast that's wiener-shaped. Wow. This is a complicated world, you guys. <laughs> I'm clicking away from that. Um, I'm, digging your, I'm digging your, like, just being mesmerized. <laughs> by that. Yes. Transfixed. Great. It's like, oh, man. It's wiener chicken. It was, it was the unwrapping thing, too. It was like I was scrolling through a slideshow of it un, unfurling. We'll have to, we'll have to get some. Like yeah. Some for the show. Yeah, yeah. Or some wiener chicken. If you want to see people uh, interact with some weird food, including myself, Fridays at 5, Two Clueless Dudes, another good show here on RadioVegas.rocks, that I'm going to keep shamelessly plugging. All right. Uh, real quick, if we're done, I, there's a... Yeah, it's quickness time. We're now, towards the end. They now know why, maybe not like the, the reason why, but part of the function on what decides... Uh, Handedness in humans, like right-handed versus left-handed. Yeah, um, and it was thought to be like part of when the brains start splitting into the separate hemispheres and taking up duties when that's forming. But it actually happens way earlier that in, than that, and it's actually uh, in when the spine is developing for like motor control and parts of the body. Oh, that makes sense that it get up in decided. the spine because so much of your motor control stuff is is like up in the top of the spine. Yeah. So I don't know if they have like a or what the reason for the asymmetry is or what the reason for more people being right handed is. But they say that there are some environmental factors along with genetic mutations, but they haven't isolated the environmental factors, of course, because it could be tons of shit. So it starts happening when you're around the size of this little fella here on the screen. I have a little uh, little baby around the size of a fist, little fist fella. Around eight weeks of development. So, yeah, oh, man. Little gecko-looking fella. And All then right. uh, this other, which I, I've heard similar stories to this, but this woman who was getting brain surgery uh, was just, like, pitting olives or making stuffed olives the whole time. Oh, during her brain surgery. Yeah, like, while she was getting brain surgery. So I've heard, like, stories of... Uh, one guy who was, like, playing guitar or something. I think it was Yanni. You think it was Yanni yeah. playing guitar? Oh, we never found out what instrument Yanni plays. Boy, play, what a great tease we did. Yanni, known professionally. Greek composer, keyboardist, pianist, and music producer. But I think he just plays, like, every instrument, though, realistically. Uh, I just swear I saw pictures of him. Uh, oh no, keyboard, keyboard, keyboard. Just rows of six keyboards, uh, seven keyboards. Oh, that's you on that. See in this? It's on that Rick Wakefield. Yeah. That Rick Wakefield tip. Rick Wakeman, the keyboardist Wakeman. from Yes. Yeah. I was uh, raised to appreciate that man and his many synths. I had a, a synth appreciating household. My dad would 
start to build a synth and then not finish it. <laughs> and then I would take the parts later to build actual... To build a different one? Yeah. That I ac would actually complete, Dad. Anyway. Yanni's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And then uh, this... I don't know if this is... I'll have to double check. Because I found... I, I don't like check every article that I find from a source to make sure it's not satire. Yeah, so we might have satire surprises. But this one, it's just, a, it's just one of those articles about another anomaly spotted on Mars that looks like something if you squint. Oh, we're going to look at some Mars. So it's squinting. like a, they're claiming it looks like an Egyptian-style statue. Oh, it looks like it's a statue between some tits. <laughs> it really looks like it, though. It's funny. But it's one of those things that, like, you know, lots of Where, stuff. Where, like, there was that face on Mars for the longest time when the shadow yeah. cast like half of it and then you look at it from a different angle and it doesn't look like anything at all except for like a mound with a rock next to it that's the shame is the angle because there's all these examples here we're looking at where like something looks like something hella with the lighting right and then you turn and it's like oh no one carved that that's like a turd man I wonder if that's someone like it's got to be someone's job to like make articles like these just, like, look through pictures of shit on Mars. You're like, oh, yeah, that looks like something. Well, imagine this person's, like, junk folder of all the stuff they saw that, like, kind of almost looked like... They'd probably go with their spouse. Like, check out this, honey. Like, uh, how's this one? She's like, that looks more like a Cheeto than anything else. <laughs> like, yeah, you, but it's a Cheeto that looks like an Egyptian tomb. You think these right. ancient Egyptians be carving out statues of Cheetos? What's up? <laughs> Yeah, but it looks like a Cheeto that looks like something. It does. But there's that Cheeto layer we got to get past, honey. That's the problem. I mean, it would be like the same type of gig as like Weekly World News. Where they yeah. just like, just get a bunch of photos and just they're like, oh, yeah, I can, I can write something. I'm going to make something up about this. Man, like, yeah, man, giant, man finds giant butterfly on his farm and shoots it down. <laughs> shoots it down? <laughs> it's, it's six feet. It's, it has a wingspan of six feet. Oh, man, if I'm, if I'm dealing with this with my heart, though, I, I feel like that's an Egyptian money, uh, Egyptian money on the Mars. I feel like the Mars over there has an Egyptian money. And why not? I mean, there should be stuff coming out about other planets now. We've got some really clear photos of uh, Jupiter now, and, and they're pretty rad, but it's all just uh, gas swirls and cool patterns. But why aren't people like, oh, those patterns are caused by aliens, of course. Seriously, uh, I had to show my can to the camera because I, I think I, I've never seemed more drunk on a show while not being drunk. We've been doing good not drinking. We're like not drinkers in a long time. Man. Yeah, maybe like a couple beers in like a month. Yeah, yeah like, or even on the show. I don't think we've... We've been drinking the show in months and months now. Yeah. Good boys now. Yeah. All right, we do our last... Let's do our last... Wow. Uh, it's the last, last shot. It's the last Bobby. Listen up, the soap you shower with, it's you probably haven't even questioned what bar of soap you lather up with. Let's face it, most guys don't. They're still using whatever bar their mommy bought for her little man. Is that what you want? To smell like mama's little man? Ugh. But now you can upgrade your shower game with Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. To subscribe to Dr. Squatch, visit RadioVegas.rocks and click on the banner. Or don't, and continue to be mommy's little helper. Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Real soap for real men. Hi, 
I'm Todd, a child of the 1970s, and your host for K-Todd. It's my 70s radio show that plays the music from the me decade. We'll have lots of memories from those 10 great years with moments from TV and the movies. And your requests. Call me anytime and leave a request or a comment and you could be on the air at 1-315-665-1970. And stay tuned for the next fun look at the 70s on K-Todd. You guys love tacos? I do. Yes. I do. Okay, right? Yeah. Love tacos. That's my care. spirit animal. I don't care what gender you are or, you know, we just, we love tacos, right? Sexually identify as a taco. Yes. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, you know, Sweet. since we all love tacos, we all need to know about Pinjay's Tacos. And do you know where it's at? It's 9205 West Russell Road. It's an awesome place for lunch, dinner, or both. <laughs> <laughs> Here at RadioVegas.rocks, we love this place so much that if you mention us and order a blood orange margarita, they will give you a free gringo taco. What? Free gringo taco? Yes, that's right. That's what I said. And you know what else? It's like, okay, you're like, well, I don't really feel like driving over there. They have two locations, bruh. Two fucking locations. But you need to get in on this deal. You must visit the Russell location. I mean, yeah, that's where you got to go for the free gringo tacos. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you're just like, I don't have gas for that, but I have money for tacos, just go to the other one. But yeah, Pinch's Tacos, because who else doesn't love tacos, man? It's time. Who else doesn't love tacos, man? It's true. Shout out to Pure Joy. Uh, Robin Pure Joy. Great guests made that commercial. Love them. But right now, where you are is greasy conversation. We're about to button up the tail end of our news chug. We had some particularly dang news today. Oh, yeah. So I found this article went deep, man. Have you ever ran into someone who looks like you? Or have, have like a friend who said they ran into someone that looked just like you? Like Absolutely. Splitting image? There's several confirmed me's. At least one other one in town, even. I do not look unique. Right. And there's, I'm sure it's happened to a few of us. I've had reports that someone was out and talked to someone thinking it was me and it wasn't me. For sure. Um, so these people went on a deep dive to find out like how likely it is that we have doppelgangers. And this article went deep and I read it trying to remember all of it and I can't. Yeah, I numbers. read through it too. And I, I can't remember the numbers, of course, but the, on one hand, the statistics that you could look as similar as some of these examples we're looking at and be unrelated uh, is relatively high. But the moment you start mathematically looking at like a lot of factors, like nose length, positions, proportions, it actually rapidly becomes um, mathematically impossible for there yeah. to be a, a perfect doppel. Yeah, if you're like measuring down precisely like the distance between eyes, but something like close enough to where they look like twins would look like twins yeah. don't look exactly the same. Oh, there's usually slight differences. Totally. Um, Chinese yeah, cameras, facial recognition cameras are so crazy accurate because they do that proportion math. They'll get like a reference and compensate for like distance from the camera and just it's all relative uh, dimensions. And it's like one in uh, hundreds of thousands or millions uh, of like surety. Yeah. Even when you have a country where there's an extreme lack of genetic diversity, mm. uh, most human beings in the world are Han Chinese, and uh, there's actually 
like the the I think they're called Uyghurs are horribly that's uh, the Muslims in China and it's a different uh, gen- race genetically too mm. horribly discriminated against and like put into like communes and stuff it's like way messed up what happens to them so like the, the racism situation in China is gnarly but anyway even with that obstacle the facial recognition is crazy good over there because of the proportions but man fooling a person it, let's have a face similar enough to look like you out there uh hella doable there's other yous walking around doing other you stuff without you right but what if dude <laughs> what if they're used from other dimensions and they had to infiltrate this dimension for some reason or like other timelines and you just accidentally run into them some or like friends of yours run into them something they have to pretend not to be you like oh, they just man. had like slight plastic surgery because for some reason they still have to look somewhat like you I love that, like, they could be all awkward realizing they're about to accidentally bump into me. Uh, but, like, I wouldn't notice myself. I don't know what I look like that well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you think I should, but, like, I'm surprised in the morning, like, oh, that's the dude I woke up as today? <laughs> what the heck is Long growing leaf. on my face? Yeah. What's the, what was the computer in Quantum Leap? Ziggy? Yeah, Ziggy says, yo, yeah. one in ten chance that the world's going to explode if you don't mail that letter. Like, you've got to stop the farmer from being assassinated. I don't know if you guys haven't seen Quantum Leap. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, classic. But, like, I have a theory where I try to wake up that way and be like, okay, I quantum leaped into this person's body and their life. What can I do as this person? What can I uh, enjoy as being stuck with this person today? I just, like, what could uh, a version of me that came from another dimension, like, possibly have to do that was so important? To come over here. To come over to a different dimension. I know it. Guarantee nothing. I guarantee I've got what would do it. So the you in that dimension left that dimension to come to this one because it was a dimension without kimchi. Massive. I would totally go to, yeah. Yeah. So all the kimchi was rotten. There was a plague that just affected kimchi and made all the kimchi <laughs> kill everybody. You'd, you would hop dimensions in a heartbeat then. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm, now I'm craving it. Thanks, Wallace. <laughs> Going to get some. Oh, yeah, I got, I, got, I got the bulgogi. Good call. All right. So there are reasons that I would hop dimensions. All right. I would hop dimensions for bulgogi all day. It's my new favorite food. Right. Like Bul- there's... It's the new pizza. There's no, it's not going to be some like serious uh, social issue no. or anything like that. It's going to be just food related. Food for sure. Every That's time. That's number one. It's more than sex. It's more than uh, anything but drinking water and not being too hot. It then comes eating. It's like, what are you doing in this dimension, Greg? G-R-E-G? <laughs> Listen, man. There's no more fucking kimchi, all right? I'm doing great, my buddy, Mephistopheles. M-E-T-H-F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, we're towards the tail end. What are our, our deepest chugs to... to uh... Yeah, no, I have it. Hold on. Where is it? I had... I found a list exactly for this. I know, I did too. I'm looking for it. <laughs> uh, okay, besides the, the U.S. Space Force could face a legal battle with Netflix's Space Force. Oh, that's There's so There's a funny. show on Netflix called Space Force. And they trademarked Space Force before the U.S. government did, so there could be, potentially could be a legal battle. <laughs> See, that's, the, the thing is, you could think uh, Trump did everything else right. But one thing he did not do right 
was start a branch of the military without getting the copyright to the the marketing of the branch. It'd be like uh, someone being like, I already have a post office. You can't call it the post office. Or that the uh, the logo is looks a lot like the Starfleet Command logo. Yeah. Very Hello. similar. Um, but, you know, artistic license. I'm down with that. I think that's actually cool. It's like an homage. I'm down with yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably not that big of a deal. And then there's uh, a lot of people are ragging on that they just took regular like camouflage uniforms and just put U.S. Space Force on it. <laughs> and then there, I like there's some comparisons. They're like, all right, here's uh, camouflage. And then over here is a picture of space and it's just black. Yeah. And uh, people were like, well, it's the same. It's, it's a branch of the Air Force. So they have Air Force uh, camo. But I'm like, you're you can't just have different colored cloth. Like you're going to spend money on a logo and marketing, obviously not going to spend money on copywriting the name of your branch of the military, but you can't get like any other camo to make this space Force patch for. It's just like such a cop out. Like, right. How real is this space Force If you can't even go into costuming a little bit, knock off logo, uh, can't even stop a media company from, uh, copywriting your freaking yeah, trademark branch of the military. Yeah. It's just such bush leaks. You're supposed to lead a military and you can't even like uh, lock in its name officially. Right. <laughs> By the government. It's the same government with the same laws that even governments co- governs copyright. You can't be bothered. Can't be bothered to like wipe your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same body. It's the same government, same country. You can't even like not break your own rules of copyright. Ah, I could, I could uh, <laughs> throw a thing. Okay, stop flushing masks. Stop, stop flushing your masks. People, oh man, people I can't flushing people masks. Do that, dude. It's messing up the sewers. Don't flush your freaking mask. Man, all right. So I found this, which I know you and I used to have a grand old time coming up with the useless inventions. Oh yes. So I found this list of thirty-five. Inventions that only exist in Japan. Oh, yeah, because there's a, there's a Japanese tradition culturally of making silly inventions for fun. And the, the person with the world record for the most inventions is a Japanese man that's famous for creating, like, he created, like, a robot monkey that rides in your back and feeds you oranges while you ride your motorcycle. <laughs> he created all kinds of cool things. Uh, he's really easy to look up. Um, but a lot of these look like great products. We're looking at a, an ice cream cone shaped like a fish. Um, this thing that squeezes your nose and puts stuff up it. A robot mop that's like an RC car with a mop over it. It just looks like a mop with a remote. Yeah. So we got the bath pillow and smartphone holder, which actually, if you're, if you're into baths, like, I could relax with that. That's a good idea. Yeah, put your phone in a Ziploc, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, take your phone in the shower. Just put a Ziploc around it. But this, little, this has like a little contained thing for your for your smartphone it's like an inflatable arm that reaches over and holds it yeah man so cool now this one seems rather useless the eye drop glasses oh this is that guy uh it's not saying his name in this article but this is that this funnels that yeah these these big circle glasses with just huge funnels on the end and you put your eye drops in the funnel and it goes right in your eye it's it doesn't seem like it would actually work that well if you had dry eye and you had to put drops in all the time you'd probably be good enough at it not to need this but this could make it really easy if you've got, like, shaky hands. I don't know. This guy's a hero, though. Uh, maybe I can look up his name for you really quick. But anyway. Oh, uh, this one. 
Dude, burger eating napkin shield is fucking great. So it's like this huge. Oh, like, it's a napkin with a picture of your face on it. So when you hold the napkin over yourself eating, you don't see. Uh, yeah. So if someone's like across from you, they can't see you like eating food. They just see a picture of part of someone's face. Maybe yours. I'm sure you can get it customized. It right, it's your face. Yeah. Classic. Fucking so great. Awesome. I don't want to watch you eat anyway. So Yoshiro Nakamatsu. Oh, I should have remembered that. It's like pretty memorable for... Does it say how many inventions he has? What's, what's the record? Nakamatsu invented 3,200 inventions. He also invented... How many? Oh, he invented the floppy disk first. And so that's why he had the money to spend the rest of his life inventing silly stuff. Oh, wow. So the inventor of the floppy disk led on to be the world record holder of 3,200 inventions. Damn, that's nutty. Motherboard, which is a division of Vice, has uh, my favorite uh, video about him. Uh, done not too long ago that's pretty impressive just to like come up with that many things to invent even if they're like kind of useless yeah they're very very niche that's a lot of uh a lot of inventions this uh this face trainer which looks like a little it's a little mouth exercise thing it looks like a little man that Uh, you put in your mouth and it's holding apart your mouth and you have to like squeeze down Make your jaw stronger because it's yeah. like already the strongest muscle in your mouth, in your head, face, a body. The strongest muscle in your body is your jaw, supposedly. Or your heart. I don't know. Whatever. One of those. It's your heart jaw. Oh, this head support is cool. It's just a big, like, it's like a mechanical hand that you can rest your face on. It's like that. Just giving you comfort. Yeah. It's like, it's okay, buddy. Relax. Sometimes my arm gets tired holding my head up. I can fall asleep like that. Oh, dude, this one. I got to gotta try one of these. The Japanese scream jar. Yeah. Which says it's a jar that is built so that it just doesn't let sound come out. So you can scream as loud as you want into it around people and they won't hear it. Some people need that in the bedroom. Some people are screamers. They just they get off screaming. And yeah. It's, it's inconvenient. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. But there's... There's, there could be sometimes be a problem with it when it's like you want to be discreet. I say scream to your heart's content if that's what you do. <laughs> that's my, my side of the coin. <laughs> um, but this, for anger, that's a little, you know, an anger scream is a little different, you know what I mean? So if you can just kill some of that anger in public by screaming into a jar, that's, that's pretty useful, man. How? It should be in your glove box. It would make the world a better place, I think. Did you see this bra? that will only open when feelings are appropriate? I did not. Smart bra. Uh, (laughs) Wow, that's cool. It detects what the person wearing it feels by analyzing. But how does it do it, though? Electrodes. That's the one. Is it just like perspiration and heartbeat and shit? Titty electrodes. (laughs) (laughs) You're just sweating it and it opens. Nipple electrodes. (laughs) <laughs> you're just trying to have a run, and you're like, no, oh, yeah, I just man. love running. Stay closed, bra. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, then you get, like, the electro sports bra, the smart sports bra. This umbrella lock seems like a real product, though. It's just, like, locks to lock your umbrella down. So I bet Seattle has that. Yeah, it's pretty useful. I wonder if, like, umbrella theft is... Rampant. Dude, this one, robotic dinosaurs checking you into a hotel. Oh, yeah, there's this hotel where robot uh, velociraptors check you in. Dude, so 
the cl- giant claws. They don't have to take any cash or anything. There's like machines in front of them to actually Man. bring their money in. Yeah, they just like sit there, and I'm sure they have like uh, recordings. Banter. <laughs> just like auto recordings. But this this opens up a whole new like th- line of hotels, just like any type of fantasy creature you want. You just themed hotels are going to be the new themed restaurant. Right? Hope, like themed hotels like died out. There were like tons of themed hotels in Vegas. Then they went out of fashion. They got remodeled and bought and like reimagined. There's still a few like, but I know like Excalibur isn't really like that popular. You can't untheme the Luxor though. Yeah. It's stuck. Yeah. There's a few that are like, you can't reverse it. They just are what they are until they're going to go down. Um, but then there was a, a period where it was all serious and adult and like very sleek hotels, you know. And then now it seems like it's coming back around. There's going to be themed hotels where fantasy creatures check you in. Nice. Speaking of fantasy creatures, there's this square dog. <laughs> this dog's had its hair cut, so its head is square. And it's fabulous. But it says it's a grooming model. Yeah, that's even also weird that there's, like, models of dogs to practice grooming. And of course, that makes sense. But the dog probably likes it. Yeah. I don't know. Depends. Some dogs like a, like a grooming. Some don't. Just like people. This mop probably doesn't scrub very hard. Right. It's Dude, this is what everyone, everyone needs. Silent, silent karaoke. karaoke. <laughs> Dude, just everyone get one yeah. and stop it. Only you All right? hear you sing. Just stop it. It's just a funnel that goes to your ears. <laughs> oh, this is an adorable little silent fan that's like blows on you in a circle. Walking fridge. Okay, this fridge comes out of the wall and comes towards you. That's that, good. That's legit. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's I wonder so if great. you could like pro- program it to be voice activated so you could just be like as terrible as you want. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking beer. <laughs> Lazy piece of shit fridge. Yes, master. <laughs> I've Talks got your beer you. right here. It's right. like a little, what was that? Uh, Kennedy, I've got your beer. And the other thing. Why what was I, it? And I made Kennedy British. I was going from like a like a goblin, like a Harry Potter goblin voice <laughs> for the fridge. And then it got British. And then it got uh, Boston. <laughs> it's like, got your beer over here. Boston goblins. You water. I can't, now I can't do Boston. That's hopeless. Man, but then, like, <laughs> the fridge gets a mind of its own and uh, brings you, like, beer that isn't that cold. <laughs> it's like, I'll show you. Uh, coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fixated on the fridge's voice. <laughs> I've got coffee for you. Touch that okay. And then there's, like, going to be a whole line of, like, ways to dress your, your mini fridge. Like, it's going to be a real... Robot, you can make it look like Rosie from the Jetsons. Oh, dude, I love the idea of dressing the fridge up all charming with lapels. Lapels, butler fridge. There's fake bubble wrap, so you can do bubble wrap. There's a fan for your chopsticks. I've seen these. Do mini washing machine. This rain indicator is cool. It like shows you if it's raining outside. Yeah, you can also just like look outside. Psh, windows though, Psh, windows are for living creatures. What is this? No stress bubble wrap key ring. Oh, look, there's like a sex chair for gaming. Like you sit on it where oh. you game better, but like you can sit on it different ways. Like the leaning forward, elbows down gaming situation looks really cozy. Yeah, you could totally make that into a sex chair. That's yeah, it looks like it's originally was for that. Noodle cooling fan chopsticks. That's pretty legit. I hate that. What? 
because I can blow on my food my That's own self. That's so useless that it's brilliant. Okay. Uh, uh, head umbrella, classic. Yes, drop your umbrella to your head. We all should. Selfie stick with integrated mic. Oh, the way they integrated the mic is pretty cool. So you hold the mic and the can Yeah, I get it. This mic's on this pole really well so that your normal, gest your normal way you hold the mic makes a camera aim at you from your phone. There's a, a butter grater. Oh, here we go. <laughs> That's the one, dude. Butter comes out of this thing all curly. <laughs> like oh, shaved butter. So dude. When, you, when you aerate a food, when you get all kinds of air pockets in it, it tastes Oh, different. man. That's the one we were missing. This is my favorite of all these because the butter would be so fluffy. Oh, man. Butter grater. Oh. Like, dude, put it on like hot popcorn and then it'll, it'll like, get the little melt. It'd melt the so fast melt. and even. Yeah. I want to lick it off of there. Butter grater. Oh, man. This one, that's the one. The ones that you put on your baby so your baby crawls around and cleans stuff. We've seen that one. This tie is an umbrella. That's, he, this guy looks like he's going to cry about it. So it's not about the, the fact that this umbrella is also a necktie. It's that this model is in tears over <laughs> this tie. He, oh, yeah. He's really not happy about that. No. He's that, like... He's like, shit, he hasn't had work in months, and like, this is the gig he gets. Oh, man. Fuck, man. This is his last day on Earth. Why am I so shitty about people? Poor model. <laughs> that poor guy, though. So there's a cubic sound-catching pillow. Oh, so this pillow aims at the TV and throws the sound through a hole in the pillow at your ear as you lie your That's head on I, the I'm like a side layer. I need that. Yeah, this is, this is great. Because my neck is all fucked up, man. I and want my ear to be all free. Right now, I currently... I punch a pocket in my pillow where my ear goes yeah. and then fluff it around my fist. A lot of fists in this show. And then my <laughs> ear goes in the little fist pocket to make my ear not get squished. You're definitely a fist positive. I'm fist show. positive. Square watermelon. Flat. Yeah, that's old. That. This hearing enhancer. So this is just like... It's just two giant bowls on the ears. Yeah, two giant metal bowls that's that a go over your ears with a headband. Battle scratch shirt. Oh, so you point yeah. on a shirt with coordinates where you want your back scratched, and then someone goes to those coordinates on the shirt and scratches your back. That's friendship. Uh, ponytail motorcycle helmet. Book-shaped pillow. This pillow is shaped like a book. I would sleep very well on that. That's how I did my school. This All right. All motorcycle right, has a big ponytail hole. Yeah. This helmet. That's great. I could pop this is, That's like there was a like Flight of the Concords. There's an episode where he tries to make a hair helmet. Yeah. Like a bicycle helmet that looks like his hair. So and he succeeds great. and it's awesome. Yeah, it looks now like a this, bunch of hair. This this one I gotta I gotta bring an issue with. These cleaning shoes. So there's right. a dustpan and a tiny broom on the tip yeah, of these so shoes. Yeah, so on the left shoe there's a small dustpan and on the right shoe they're like house slipper type things. On the on the right shoe there's a little broom. <laughs> Alright, now what the I mean there's gotta be like <laughs> at least two other better cleaning shoe. Well, what's great is you look uh, dainty, though. I really like the, the daintiness. Like, it's, she looks cute with the little broom and the little dustpan. I mean, we, we could have, like, battery-powered vacuum shoes. But, like, battery-powered va battery vacuum shoes, it's not as sexy. It's not as dainty. Man. Because I, I want to watch work getting done with cleaning. That's but what I'm turns looking me for on. utility here. <laughs> okay, I'm with you on that. Oh, this is, this is great for those long, those long bus rides where you can't find a seat. It's like a... It's a chin strap. You're yeah, it like hangs on the, on the rack. Oh, no, just it's got a pole. It's like a mic stand that you rest oh, your chin that, on. Oh, okay. 
She oh, is man. getting her purse that's awesome. stolen. That's how you get your purse stolen. Oh, this umbrella harvests rain and puts it into a shoulder backpack. Yikes. Oh, this is a real robot exosuit for lifting stuff. Yeah, that's actually legit. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's cool. So modifies your strength. That's like, that's some future shit, man. We already got some future shit. Oh, it's a face mask where it looks like your mouth is a cat's mouth with a little bow tie. <laughs> that's great. I, I swear that's not Japanese exclusive. Dude, I love how it's you... so smiley. I love how you just went over that. <laughs> Sounded like... You got a mouth of a cat with a little bow tie. Couldn't quite... Get that enthusiastic. No. <laughs> Looks great. I love it. <laughs> All right. I think, I think we're winding down to the end. I think we tapped these, but it's good. You know, hunt for some maybe we missed. There's some ice cream and a fish. Uh, separate yeah. your toes. Share, share with us your terrible inventions or Shh, that yeah. might only be useful 50 years from now in a completely different world that it's not going to end up like. Do this. And don't go away from where you're at right now. Just navigate to RadioVegas.rocks because next up, I'm excited for you because you're going to experience the Grungy Faucet. The Grungy Faucet is a great show. Excellent. Um, it's done by one of uh, two people that do a, a lot of great shows. Brendan and Kevin uh, are in a lot of cool shows um, on RadioVegas.rocks. And this is one of them. And it's really great. And I want you to listen to it. You're going to enjoy grunge and 90s hits that you might have been like, oh, that was a dope song on the album track. It was an album track and wasn't like a, a A-side. The radio played that for only a few weeks and it was so sick. Um, so just really feel good cuts from the grunge era. Grungy Fawcett coming up next. RadioVegas.rocks. Highly recommend it. Oh, wait. No, this one. Okay. This has been Greasy Conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Cheers.